Welcome to Marriage, a Sacred Union, a Defining Truth podcast with Josiah and Lindsay O'Neill. Hey guys, welcome back to Marriage, a Sacred Union, number two. Hope you enjoy. Um, <clears throat> just want to warn you, I don't feel very good today, but we did just have Panera and it was amazing. Rockley cheddar soup do wonders for your marriage as well. Um, <clears throat> welcome back, Lindsay. Thank you. This is my wife. You want to say something? Nice to meet you. <laughs> uh, today, <clears throat> we wanted to talk about priorities in marriage. Uh, when it comes to ministry, our, the purpose of our ministry is first and foremost to God. Um, it's, it's certainly true in ministry and it's, it's the only priority really. I wanted to read this quote from, uh, Warren Wiersbe in his book on being a servant, which is primarily directed towards those in ministry. He said that at least 11 times in the law of Moses, the priests were told to minister to the Lord. Of course, the priests were serving the people through various means, but their priority and first responsibility was to God and not other people. Um, understanding this now through the context of marriage, think about how clear this is spelled out in Colossians, the book of Colossians, chapter 3, 23 through 24, where it says, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. Paul's pretty explicit there that the purpose in all that we do is to serve God for his glory. So let's, let's take a look at this through the perspective or through the lens of marriage. As, uh, as, as we've discussed, marriage is your first and foremost ministry. Man, I'm especially directing that towards you. Your first priority in life if you're married is your family. So what does serving God first in the context of everything we do is for God? How do we live that out or how do we do that in the context of marriage? Um, so I had a couple questions I figured I'd ask, and you can chime in here. Okay. So one, I noted that our responses should never be dictated by others. If, if the way that we conduct ourselves in service and in ministry and in loving others is always to the glory of God and for the purpose of serving him, it's not about other people. Think of that in marriage now, how our responses should be dictated. Um, Let's talk about responses real quick. So <clears throat> give us an example about maybe from a wife's perspective on responses and how really they're, it's binary. They're either dictated by the flesh, ourselves, or by the Lord and, and his word. Sure. Um, <clears throat> well, actually, I thought of um, our pastor this last weekend was talking about how you're either being sent by Satan or you're being sent by the mm. Lord. And oftentimes, you know, even in marriage, you can take a step back and see how you're conducting yourself towards your spouse or your children in the home and who, who's sending you? What are your actions um, revealing about your heart, you know? And if it's the Lord sending you, obviously to serve and to be kind and to respond in a Christ-like manner, 
um, then that will show, you know, or if you're in your flesh and you're frustrated and um, you respond in a sinful way, then you know who's sending you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So basically you, you always have one or two choices. We either default to our flesh or we default as believers specifically to what would the Lord have you do? So that takes some uh, particular dedication to guard yourself against that, because this isn't something like that you're just perfect overnight, right? You have to continually die to self, continually well, yeah. surrender your flesh. Moment to moment, not just, <clears throat> it's literally like throughout your day, I know for myself, like it's moment to moment. You know, one moment I wake up, I spend time with the Lord, I'm in communion with him all day, then, you know, something frustrates me and I can respond in a godly manner. But maybe 20 minutes later, I could respond in the flesh. So it's that constant communion with the Lord. It's that constant keeping Christ at the forefront so that you're, so that you are being sent by the Lord in, in your home, as your mission field, as your, you know, as your ministry, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and men, this is why it's so important that every day you're intaking the word because we're in a constant battle of flesh versus spirit. And in, in Galatians, it talks about sowing to the flesh. We're going to bring that up in a minute, but continuing this line here, there's three sort of results of viewing our ministry to our family as unto the Lord or as unto ourselves. First, uh, let's look at our emotions should be led and controlled by Christ. Second, we're going to talk about our actions as the result of how controlled we are by Christ. And then finally, our contentment, uh, is, is found not in this world, but in Christ above. So let's back up and look at our emotions. So we tend to be very emotional, right? I mean, Lindsay and I are super emotional. <clears throat> no. Explosively emotional sometimes. No. No, but it's true. And, and if, if, okay, so I'll let Lindsay talk to the wives, but for men, you, you absolutely must be in control of your emotions. It's a linchpin and anchor to your family. Uh, you, you can't expect to lead anyone or anything if you cannot lead yourself. If you're completely out of control emotionally, or let me put it this way, if your emotions are guiding you, if your emotions are dictating what you do moment to moment, you're, you're going to be completely lost. The Bible says we're to surrender because uh, the heart of man is desperately wicked and emotions are fleeting and deceptive and so on. So we have to, to again, in the context of marriage daily and, and how we treat our spouses and our children and how we lead our family, you have to surrender your flesh and your way of doing things, your way of thinking, your way of feeling and control and get those emotions under control by basically giving them to someone who can control them. And that would be Christ um, coming to the word each morning and praying over your family and your wife. And uh, really making it a point to say, I'm not going to be led by my emotions today. So, you know, just practically, I know that men are, are irritated by a variety of things. I am. Um, it, it could be physical or it could be just you're stressed out or whatever. And it's very, we're, we're very easily led astray, right? We're prone to wander. That uh, if you let your feelings take over in a moment, even if it's just a split second, say you've been having a great day and and then you know you get upset about something it can just utterly ruin your family and the rest of your your day your evening your week whatever so it's very very important to especially as a man to pause before you speak and before you act and and get those emotions under control obviously through the lens of the word of god um 
What would you chime in on emotions from a wife's perspective? Oh, I mean, it's the same. I don't think men are any more, they're different in their emotions, but women are notoriously extraordinarily emotional. And it's something that I try to share with the girls all the time that it's, you've quoted that verse, but Jeremiah 17, nine says that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? And your, it's like the world tells you follow your heart or, you know, you do you. And it's completely opposite of what the Lord teaches us that our hearts are so wicked. Our emotions can lead us astray. Your emotions. I mean, I mean, like a month ago, right. I wanted to like chop my hair off and then, you know, the next day, um, when I, I didn't like I'm back and forth. You change your mind. I changed my mind. So I mean, so silly. And then I was like, why would I ever want to do that? But the whole point of that <clears throat> seems like a silly analogy. But we're so flip floppy, right? Like one moment, Josiah could be the best husband in the entire world. Like he's amazing. I love him. Oh my goodness, he's you know just the best. And then the next day, because of my emotions or because of whatever, I can oh I you know I'm doubting everything about our marriage. I'm doubting you know if he even loves me or things like that. And so you, <laughs> but but the point of that is is because we are very emotional women, and there's lots of reasons for that, hormones and things like that. You have to truly stay in control of those emotions, and that only comes through the Holy Spirit. It's Christ in you. It's the Holy Spirit um, harnessing those things, and it's bringing you under control that you bring every thought into the captivity of Christ. Because the thing is, is you were, were so tossed to and fro, like by the waves, like the waves of the ocean. And as women, we really truly need to take a step back and kind of look at how we are responding, how we are acting in light of the word of God, right? We're not just out of control. We don't just get to act however we want because, you know, it's that time of the month or you know, Oh, my hormones are just, I'm just feeling this way. It's like, no, like God says that's, you know, that's sinful. So for women and for wives, especially, it's not an excuse. You just, because we're more emotional beings or we have hormones or things like that. It's not an excuse to just be like a raging, crazy person. Um, you know, and obviously your, your, your lack of control, uh, again, I'll come back to the men. You, you, your emotions cannot be dictated by others. I mean, that was the title of this section is that your, your, your plumb line, your guide that you're tracing is the word of God. God has laid out a success plan for you, uh, for all people, for men and women, for families. And if you follow that, uh, you, you will glorify God. You'll be blessed. And, and really, let's remember the, the topic of today's message is that our first and foremost priority is, is ministering to God. It's about his glory and about returning what he has blessed us so much with. So uh, consecutively here, we look at our emotions because what, uh, what follows immediately after emotions, unfortunately, oftentimes? Actions. Actions. So we go into the second line there is that our actions are the result of how controlled we are by Christ. So when you see these sort of repeat explosive situations or out of control demeanor or Maybe you feel like you're losing your temper a lot. Mm. What the, your actions are really dicta- dictating mm. uh, what's going on. I'm sorry, not dictating. Your actions are showing right. what's going on inside. Exposing. They're exposing your heart and your sure. thoughts. And so 
the reason our emotions need to be led and controlled by Christ is because they directly contribute to our actions. Now think of this in terms of marriage, right? We can all think about this. Like if you, if you're in a situation where you, you think like, man, you feel that argument coming on or, or you're, you, and you know yourself, right? Maybe you feel angry and you're just irritated. That's when you really need to stop and, and come back to the Lord and remember who you are in light of Christ and how much you've been forgiven. And that we are not to think of ourselves as above everyone else. And, and that's what this is really centered on. This is why we need to focus on Christ because the correct perspective that God is looking for in men and women is one of submission and humility because he has done so much for us because all men have fallen short of the, of the glory and the grace of God. We are in desperate need of the cross and his love. And so unlike a wicked servant who doesn't go and, and forgive as he's been forgiven, we are to reflect that towards others. So you need to pause, control your emotions because they will then dictate your actions. And, and here's the result and the point of all this it ends up being uh, to your benefit. Our contentment is not of this world, meaning there really isn't any circumstance, not your, your spouse, your children, your family, your finances, nothing should be dictating your contentment other than the fact that we've been loved by God and saved. And, and when you allow that thought process to permeate your day-to-day -day moments and, and your thinking, You'll, you'll start to reflect towards your spouse and into your family the love of Christ that you have so received. And your, <clears throat> your actions, like Josiah was saying, it's a reflection of what you've been putting in. I was talking to my daughter yesterday and she was saying how running a mile at school is really difficult. And I'm like, well, you have to train for those things. You know, you have to prepare yourself. If you went out right now and I was like, I'm gonna go run a marathon, I would fail miserably because I haven't prepared for that. And so the same for marriage or your walk with the Lord is if you are preparing yourself by spending time in the word. Sometimes we talk to <clears throat> couples and they're like, oh, I haven't been reading my Bible or I haven't been spending time with Jesus. And then, you know, they're fighting a lot or they're short tempered or they're overwhelmed or they have major anxiety or things like that. And it's really it's like, what are you doing to prepare yourself to for this life? Are you waking up early? Are you spending time with Jesus? And it is hard, mm -hmm. you know, like I was telling Josiah, it's really difficult, especially for moms, obviously husbands, too. But as soon as the sun rises, my children are up and I'm having to take care of them. And so I have to make a priority to set my alarm at oftentimes most mornings, like around five o'clock in the morning so that I can get up, that I can spend time with the Lord. Because I know that if I have not equipped myself in the word of God, I have not spent time with Jesus, then everything that's going to flow from me all of my actions, my speech, my emotions, my short tempered, my irritation is going to reflect that, you know? And, and so that's why it's so important for us. It's not like, um, I don't know. It's just, it's so important. It's so important to do. And it really is to our benefit because God loves us. And most of what, all of what he prescribes in the word is to your benefit because he loves you and he wants to bless you. And so you, you, you think about controlling your emotions, controlling your tongue, uh, you know, watching over your actions and ensuring that they are godly towards your family. These things will yield what you have sown into them. So that kind of brings us to keeping an eye on the prize. You know, in Galatians chapter six, eight through nine specifically addresses uh, the issue of bearing with one another and loving people outside of that person, but because of God. And he says this in 
Uh, Galatians 6, 8 through 9. For the one who sows to his flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. Now, in context, that chapter, Paul's talking about bearing with one another in love. He says you should love everyone, and then especially those of the faith, meaning believers and those closest to us. And of course, this applies to your family. Our, our, our actions, therefore, in summation, are not about the other person or what they've done. The idea is that a husband and wife each submit as unto the Lord separately, and then that comes together full circle into a marriage that God designed. You have to die to yourself. Man, uh, you focus on, on you as a husband, as a father. You need to be dying to self, controlling your emotions. Uh, you focus on Jesus because that's what your ministry is for. And of course, by default, that is, you will be serving your family, right? So when you're doing the dishes or taking out the trash or coming home from work and spending time with your kids, of course, that is blessing your family physically. But in your mind and your heart, we understand as Christians that we're sowing to the spiritual side, not the flesh. So denying yourself is going to reap spiritually what you're actually looking for. That's where you'll find joy and contentment. And of course, for the wife, it's the same thing. <clears throat> right? Yes. Well, that's all we have for today. <laughs> you have any closing comments? No, I think that's great. <clears throat> I look forward to you serving me. Me too. <laughs> me too. Um, thanks for listening in, guys. If you haven't already, you can listen here and watch on YouTube. Please do that. Or check out definingtruth.org for more information. And uh, throughout the week, send us questions if you want any particular issue or maybe you're in a situation that you'd like us to comment on from a biblical perspective. Uh, we always put links up on social media and you can send questions in and Lindsay and I will we'll talk about them. But until next time, marriage is sacred union. <laughs>